Welcome to our mindfulness podcast. Each week we will have a different podcast, different speakers, different chants, different Dharma talks. But mindfulness practice in Buddhism helps us focus and helps us be aware. And this program will consist of many different ways of meditating. We usually begin with bowing or gasho, then we prepare to sit, and we will sit for approximately 10 minutes. And then we will either stand and walk for another five minutes to kind of get blood into our legs again and and, uh, relax our muscles. And then we'll sit for another 10 approximately. And then we will chant, which is another form of meditation. Uh, We focus on the characters and we pronounce the sounds as a group. And it's a kind of a ritual of oneness. And then after that, we'll have a short Dharma talk of about five to 10 minutes. And then we'll close with Gasho. And this also includes offering incense. We offer incense, but you could also light the incense before the service starts. And this is kind of the program uh, of how our meditation services proceed. And so we will be getting underway today uh, with our program. Thank you very much. We will begin with sitting meditation. Find yourself a comfortable place to sit either in a chair or on the floor. On the floor, you may prefer to sit on a cushion with your legs crossed or folded beneath you. On a chair, sit without leaning back with your feet planted evenly and comfortably on the floor. Sit comfortably erect with shoulders back and your spine straight. Rock back and forth and then side to side to find your center. Your head should also be straight with your eyelids lowered but not closed. Focus on a point a few feet in front of you. Your face should be relaxed as you breathe quietly. Hands can be placed in several positions. In the classic mode, rest your left hand in your right hand with thumbs touching and comfortably laid against your abdomen. Or you can touch thumbs and forefingers together and rest them on your thighs with palms up. Another option may be to fold your hands on top of each other on your lap. The key is to find a position that is comfortable and that can be maintained in stillness during the meditation session. While sitting, try focusing on your breath, counting them to 10. Breathe in, one. Breathe out, two. Breathe in, three and so forth. You may find distractions such as the sounds around you or your own thoughts. If that happens, observe them, acknowledge them, and then let them go. Begin counting your breaths again from one. We will begin and end each session at the sound of a bell. At the end of this first session, you will be asked to place your hands together in gasho and bow. Gasho means putting your hands together and bowing in an expression of gratitude. You may choose to intone the words Namo Amidabutsu as you gasho. We will begin our first seated meditation session at the sound of the bell.
Please put your hands together in gasho and bow. Namo Amida Buts, Namo Amida Buts, Namo Amida Buts, Namo Amida Buts, Namo Amida Buts. Take a moment to stretch your legs, and we will have standing meditation. The feet should be about shoulder width apart, with the knees bent slightly. Upper body position is the same. Back straight and centered, shoulders relaxed, eyes half open. Standing in this way is a reminder that we can extend this way of being to our life when we're not engaged in meditation per se. We might be having to wait for someone to arrive or wishing some person would help us. They don't seem to be interested in our problem. Instead of becoming upset and agitated, we can have a moment of standing meditation.
Please put your hands together in Gasho. Bow. Namo Amidabutsu. Namo Amidabutsu. Namo Amidabutsu. Naman Dabutsu. Naman Dabutsu. Naman We will begin our second seated meditation. Please be seated. You can resume your former position. Again, back straight, eyes lowered, hands resting comfortably in your lap, legs crossed or sitting in a chair. We will begin at the sound of the bell.
Please put your hands together in gasho and bow. Namo Amidabuts, Namo Amidabuts, Namo Amidabuts, Namo Amidabuts, Namo Amidabuts. We will now have sutra chanting. A sutra is a sacred scripture from Buddhism. These originated long ago in India and in China. The text that we chant is actually Chinese, a translation from Sanskrit originals. Is it necessary to understand the meaning of what we're chanting? Of course, not at the outset. We don't know anything about it when we first begin. But I believe that we should aim to understand what the sutra is teaching us. We should have a basic awareness of its content. These are the teachings of our Shin Buddhist tradition, after all. For that reason, we provide in the Shin Buddhist service book some pages of explanation and some English translations. What we experience by chanting, I would say, has three aspects. The first aspect is meditative, like sitting or standing or breathing. Chanting forces us to focus our attention on the present moment, and it helps to calm our minds. Second, there is a ritual aspect. We are reenacting something that's taken place countless times over the centuries. We are connecting with the many followers of our Buddhist tradition, who have chanted these same words, and we are gaining a sense of oneness with the other people who are chanting at this time, perhaps listening to this podcast. Third, there is a learning aspect. This is to gain a little bit of knowledge of what the meaning of the characters that we chant are, and we do that separately, I would say, from actual chanting. In the story of the larger sutra, the Bodhisattva declares his 48 vows, things which must be fulfilled if he is to attain perfect enlightenment. Immediately after declaring the vows, he speaks in verse. These are the verses we call Jusege. He says, I will unfailingly attain supreme enlightenment. I will save all the destitute and afflicted everywhere, and my name will be heard throughout the universe. Let's chant the Jusege. Gagon cho se gan, he she Oh, 
Please put your hands together in gasho, bow, 
Namo Amidabutsu, Namo Amidabuts, Namo Amidabuts, Namandabuts, Namandabuts, Namandabuts. Putting out fire with gasoline. I've noticed recently with the coronavirus pandemic, we're asked to isolate and create social distance, but it's very easy to panic and everyone rushed to Costco to buy toilet paper which is the exact opposite of following those warnings. So I'd like to do my talk today on putting out fire with gasoline. One of my favorite songs is entitled Putting Out Fire. It is by David Bowie. He wrote this song in 1982 for the movie Cat People. It was also used in the more recent 2009 movie Inglorious Bastards by Quentin Tarantino. The first verse starts out very slow, filled with sadness, And then suddenly, the fourth line crescendos as if he's just realized something shocking. See these eyes so green, I can stare for a thousand years, colder than the moon, it's been so long, and I've been putting out fire with gasoline. Bowie also describes eyes so green, a traditional symbol for greed. Later in the song, he references red eyes of anger. See these eyes so red. Red like jungle, burning bright. Those who feel me near, pull the blinds and change their minds. It's been so long. And then the blue eyes of ignorance. See these tears so blue. An ageless heart can never mend. These tears can never dry. A judgment made can never bend. Blue usually symbolizes sadness. But in this song, he clarifies this as ignorance in the last line of that verse. It is not a coincidence that greed, anger, and ignorance, in that order, are also the three poisons in Buddhism. Initially, I had thought that I was good at finding Buddhist messages in popular culture, but my thinking has changed. Instead, these are works of art made by artists who have been exposed to Buddhism and are using these ideas to transmit an emotional truth. One of the reasons I like this song so much is that it can have two different interpretations. This is the power of lyrics as poetry and metaphor. The first interpretation is that we are constantly adding fuel to the fire. Whenever someone gets angry with us, we immediately respond in kind. Thus the anger grows and the argument gets increasingly more heated. We suffer because our emotions are not under control. This is the more obvious interpretation. Here we try to remove our greed and anger. The second interpretation is that we are trying to put out the fire, but we think it is water. But in actuality, it's gasoline. We are trying to do good, but we are mistakenly causing harm. Arguments overheat due to a misunderstanding. We suffer because we lack insight. Here we try to remove our ignorance. It is very interesting that these two interpretations are also represented as two different paths within the Buddhist tradition. One sees our passions as our main obstacle to realizing awakening, and the other sees our views as the real barrier. This is basic Mahayana Buddhism. But the former resonates more effectively in the West. It has more of a moral and ethical flavor to it that is more in line with a Christian understanding of religion. In fact, this phenomenon is actually called Protestant Buddhism. This is a Buddhism that emphasizes doctrines and morals and texts rather than practice. Focusing on attaining insight rather than removing passions is a bit more foreign to us. 
The claim is that our greed and anger are only symptoms, while the cause is actually a lack of insight. Once one sees gasoline not as water but as gasoline, then our fire of greed and anger are removed naturally. The following line from the Shoshinge, written by Shinran Shonen, which we chant with our tradition, illustrates this second approach. Fudan bonno toku nehan. In Chinese, these syllables mean without severing our afflictions and distress, we attain great nirvana. In English, without severing our blind passions, we shall realize nirvana. This is one of my favorite lines. It is certainly the most bold. But how can a spiritual person make such a claim? How can we realize awakening without removing our passions first? It would seem much more feasible if Shinran had said that we will realize awakening only after we get control of our emotions and cravings. This alternate statement would be more in line with our common sense understanding of both religion and Buddhism. However, it is our common sense that actually gets us into trouble. Our normal way of thinking is just too common. Instead, we need to listen to the Buddhist teachings for an alternative approach. In this case, our common sense is betraying us. Please join me in Gosho. Namandouts, 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 namandouts. This concludes our podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening and gained something from this segment. Please join us again. And thank you. For access to more content, please visit our YouTube channel by searching for the Orange County Buddhist Church. There's over 40 different videos, all about 15 to 20 minutes each, from Dharma Talks and Adult Study given on Sundays at the Orange County Buddhist Church by various ministers. Please attend online. Today's program was presented by Reverend John Turner Reverend Ellen Crane and Minister's Assistant James Pollard Executive Producers Reverend John Turner and Jim Scott Produced by the Buddhist Education Center of Orange County Buddhist Church, Anaheim, California, USA. Directed and engineered by Reverend John Turner. Edited by Jim Scott. This program includes excerpts from Time Stood Still by Riley Lee, used with permission. This program is copyright 2020. Orange County Buddhist Church, Anaheim, California, USA. All rights reserved. For more information about this or other products, groups, and activities, BEC classes, or temple services, visit us on the web at ocbuddhist.org or at our online school, everydaybuddhist.org.